What is up, friends? Hope you guys are having a good day. Kat and I are just over here bullshitting about like 2013 <laughs> Instagram. Oh, yeah. We are going back. Kelsey told me she, well, you said you went to the bottom. So I wanted to go to the bottom in mine. I've yeah. been scrolling for so long. <laughs> Keep it going. It's worth it. Last night, I got, you know, my nightly smoke, got a little high, decided I wanted to make like a cute TikTok of, Jamie and I. So I went back to get like old photos of us. And then I just got like lost in all of my 2012, 2013 posts. It's so cringy. I'm going to make TikToks about them. I screenshotted them. <laughs> so I'm going to make TikToks like, yes. Do you remember those decals that people would put on the wall that like, they, they may even still have them out there. Please do oh, not use these. If they sell I'm sorry, them in like the dollar If you're store. listening to this and you have these on your wall, uh-huh. but take them down ASAP. Um, coming from a friend. Um, coming from a friend, a, a good place. Oh, um, you remember like the adhesive stickers that go on the wall and it like a, a house is a home or like <laughs> life is beautiful. There's so much to smile about. <laughs> That's exactly what I had in my dorm room with my Chevron bedding. So. The Chevron was yep. a hit. And it's like, I look at, did you do the like, oh God, I'm going back now. I would share my outfits in college. I would share these like little collages of shit that I would wear. To oh, school. that's cute. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should share one with you so you can LOL. Yeah. Um, it's very like 2013. You know what I mean? Very. Did like, you have a like side swoop bang? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why are you even asking me that question? It would um, be these like sepia images. Sepia. Like. <laughs> Isn't that the filter? Mm-hmm. Yo, that's hilarious. Like LOL. And I would take them in my parents' like. Look at this. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Not the, it's like that cursive. It's like that chuggy cursive. Oh my God. Look, I posted this cat. <laughs> <laughs> this is a straight up April 6, 2013. I posted a picture <laughs> of my foot and my like two of my fingernails oh, dear God. and put ready for spring. I'm giving dear. out free foot pick. I was just going to say that you could have been making money back then. Look at my bedroom. Oh my God. It's actually adorable. And it brings me Yo, it's like a time capsule. This. We have yeah. to share these on Instagram. It's literally a picture of my old ass bedroom, turquoise walls, and like everything else is black and white with like the chuggy black and white. Like, what do you call this print of that bedding in the corner? It's like the royalty. Print. Yeah, exactly. It reminds like, me of like brocade i think that's what they call it brocade i think that's what they call it it's like um yeah like kelsey said it's like really like it looks royal kind of looks like vera bradley a little bit kind of like i think when we post this episode we should like screenshot some of the old posts that you have and let's put make a carousel that's oh i love so funny you guys have to see these that's perfect who let me get my nails done like this (laughs) (laughs) wait 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 why are they why are they so square so she has this nail pick let me bring it up real but i I, like i (laughs) she keeps putting it closer to the screen they are like they're they're they will haunt you in your sleep no they will are they fake or are they your real nails? they're acrylic nails but they're literally really short they're like one centimeter long (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And they're so square. They like almost look like toenails. <laughs> I was going to say that. So no, they literally look like toenails. You were three really... likes on that one though. Oh my God. That one did well. You were confident <laughs> about posting your hands and, um, you know, toes. A little too, a little too confident. Did you find um, any goodies? Oh, I did just find a nail pick from 2012 too. Let's see here. Yeah, I got you. A, I did this myself. Can you see it? It's like glitter and triangles. Okay. <laughs> that is very like circa 2013 Pinterest, but like. So it's it, right? Cat, <laughs> your, your nails compared to mine. <laughs> Listen, mine were really bad. And like all these people are commenting and they're like, they look amazing. And I'm like, thanks girl. Like, yes. What? I was so comfortable. I was, I just feel like Instagram was such a simple time. I'm like scrolling back and there's all these like Mm -hmm. memories of like me and friends and me and Zach. And I'm like, now like it's, I'm literally like, do you like my matching set? (laughs) I'm like, this platform has changed. Yes. I mean, I, I think it's so cool that we like still have Instagram so that we can go back and like, look at everything. I remember it used to be a big question. Like if I start a blog, should I like start a new Instagram or should, I think we touched on this in a blogging episode. If you guys um, are interested, we back, like when we started the first season, we have some, like, I think it's called bullshit behind blogging part one yeah. and part two. Uh, they're really good if you need some in uh, info on blogging, but, and how to get started. But I never recommend starting a new Instagram because this is so fun to like go back and see your journey. Even like when I started blogging, like the edits were atrocious. the saturation is is so harsh and like do you remember when you would put the white boxes around everything oh bitch (laughs) scroll back on mine it is looking classy that was a vibe though it was was a vibe I couldn't imagine not having done that and I would always share like these like thrifted like things I got and it's just so funny I agree with you though it's like I also feel like you got to keep in mind if you do want to ever like get into this because like I don't know of course, not everyone here does, but it's like a question we'll get a lot. It really with any business though, right? Like your biggest supporters are your friends and family and loved mm-hmm. ones. So I think it's so interesting when people are like, I want to start a new page and essentially cut all those people out from seeing mm-hmm. your stuff. You know, it's like, there's no, there's no harm or embarrassment in having those people be your like original like cheerleaders because they tell other people about it. And that's how you grow an audience. I feel yeah, like exactly for sure. But Crazy. These pictures, I'm fucking dead. Look at this. This is my um, car air fresher freshener. <laughs> it's a flower. It's you literally just like, adorable. Would take pictures and just post them and like no remorse. I literally posted five photos a day once. Oh yeah, absolutely. Me and my friend used to go to the gym and we would come home and I would make these like pancake stacks and I would like take all these like insane photos of them and I'm like that was like my life like. <laughs> Funny, like the time. Oh my god, Kat just sent me old pictures. Oh <laughs> These like really bad. How like, big is your hair in this one? <laughs> Yo, you. It adds literally twelve inches onto your head. <laughs> Kelsey, I used to actually have hair. I don't know what happened. It like got thin and sad. Yeah, it was like insane. I had like actual bangs for a while. They were like really across. It was my only joy in life wearing clothes because I had a uniform forever. So then when I went to college, I was like, oh, I'm going to wear cute outfits. AKA I would wear like tights and jean shorts and a sweater. And Every like, picture, tights, like- jean shorts and a sweater. <laughs> Caption, my legs are chilly. <laughs> <laughs> she was inspired with that one. <laughs> 
These are cute though. Like these, I love these because they're like OG. You should do, you should do like a side by side. That would be fun. Like some type of cute, like, I don't know. These are so fun to like reminisce on. (laughs) Anyways, we have a good episode for you guys today. We are bringing back a cult classic. We are bringing back the advice column. So basically two random bitches um, helping you with your problems, even though we have absolutely no No. uh, credentials. No, like I don't. That's the funniest part about it is like you're I think you're very decisive, which I love. I'm so indecisive. So I'm here like, let me know if you need help. And I'm like, I can't even work through my own (laughs) shit. So so you're gonna get some really good advice but I also that's why we love you like you're the kind soul and like I don't mean to come off cold I just feel you don't I like to be direct like I I hope it comes off more direct than like bitchy you're literally always that's the thing like you come off like you know what you want which I would love to have that quality because I feel like I come off very like wishy-washy when I like don't mean to be either but I'm just like I don't know. It's hard. I think we have a good balance here. We can't both be the same way. Let's get started. Let's do the, do you want to do the super long one first? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So our girlfriend sent us one. Why don't we change um, some names if any names are in the. Okay. Perfect. All right. So this is going to be a little lengthy. So please bear with me. I'm going to try to cut it down a little bit. Um, So I was best friends with this girl. We call her Beth. We were inseparable and didn't really have any other close friends. We stayed friends until we were out of high school for about seven years. At that point, she started getting really close with these girls that were very different than us, or at least so I thought. They wanted to do things that made us, or I guess just me at the time, really uncomfortable. They went to silent discos. They did hot yoga. I do this now, but at the time I had social anxiety. And so did she, she started branching out and doing those things with them. They did try to include me, but I would back out and make an excuse because I was uncomfortable. Beth knew this and I thought she would understand, but she didn't. Eventually they stopped asking me to do things. And I know people grow up and change, but she literally did a complete 180 and stopped calling me or even hanging out with me. Our weekly hangout sessions, she often left unread, and this went on for the next six months. It was Christmas, and as always, I bought her gifts and tried to exchange them. She again left me unread. Two days before Christmas, she texted me saying she loves me but doesn't want to continue a friendship as I am a toxic person. To this day, I haven't responded and it was almost three years ago. I am different now and don't have as bad of anxiety as I did, but I still think about it. Her words ring in my ears and I really think they're holding me back. I suppose my question is, do I reach out for closure or do I try to move on? Okay. Hard one. Friendship breakups are like, I swear they're like harder than like real breakups because I feel like you don't have a lot of those like harsh, I don't know, maybe just like me, but I feel like a lot of my friends are... I don't know, like, I guess like romantic relationships, you have a lot more like serious conversations, you know what I mean? Than you do with like friendships in terms of like your friendship level, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. it does hurt when like, I feel like it has to end like that. How can you, let's talk about real quick, the timeline. So how long has it been since they originally, three years since they originally became friends? Oh no, sorry. Or they three were years friends. since they stopped becoming friends. Yeah, they were friends. <laughs> they stopped for... being friends. <laughs> stopped becoming friends. <laughs> we're becoming, but we're not quite there yet. They were friends for seven years, she said. And it's been okay. three years since they had their friend breakup. Okay. I think this is an interesting situation. I think like both people are kind of like a little bit in the wrong and at fault. I think that 
I think Beth a hundred percent could have handled that situation better. Like Beth did not need to stop hanging out with you completely. Like she could have just, you know, if you didn't want to come do stuff with her that she wanted to do, you know, she could say, okay, well then let's catch up like next week. Let's make plans for next week. You know? So that's partially on Beth. I do think maybe Beth, this is hard to hear sometimes. And it's annoying, but sometimes friendships grow apart and sometimes people grow apart. And maybe this is a way Beth is kind of like coping with just maybe growing apart from you, which I don't know the details on your friendship, but sometimes, you know, friendships, they kind of just, just what happened. Both people like grow apart. I definitely think she could have handled it different. That's kind of fucked up that she just ignored you, especially when you bought her a fucking Christmas present. Yeah. Rude. And especially if you were friends for seven years, it should have been more of like a conversation conversation rather than just like, let me ghost you. I do on the other hand, think that you can't really be mad at her for, you know, not inviting you places because you always said no. And you said you openly are like, I don't want to go. I don't feel comfortable. And it's not fair for you to hold her back from doing things that she wants to do. I think you should evaluate. Why do I want this person back into my life? Three years later, seven years since you started being friends. I think you should evaluate like, okay, why do I want this person back in my life? Do I actually miss them as a person? Do I just feel like I don't have closure? Um, Does it feel awkward kind of thing? I, what would you do? I think it's so hard because I agree with you on every front. Like I think, do you think about this? Cause I know that I do. Like if someone asks me to do something and I say no, and I want to go and I just like, can't, I feel like I'll make it a habit to say like, Hey, let's definitely do that next time. Like that sounds like a blast because mm-hmm. I feel like as adults, like you really have to read people. I feel like when you're younger, like everyone's doing the same shit, but as adults, I'm like, okay, this group of friends likes doing this thing. Mm-hmm. This group of friends likes doing this other thing. Like not everyone's going to be, it's just like a significant other family. Like not everyone is going to be every single thing for you. You know what I mean? That's why you have a lot of different people in your life. So it's like, just because you guys grew apart in the ways that she started doing things you didn't want to do. I don't think it means that you don't have to be friends. I just think it's difficult because she was probably like, I keep trying, you know what I mean? And I'm not getting the reciprocation back, which is difficult. Again, not saying that it's like your fault at all. I think it's a really hard situation because I also think it's hard when people change because in your head, you're like, wait, you didn't like that either. Like you feel a little bit betrayed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm not sure why Beth would say that, you know, it was a toxic friendship unless you were saying like, don't go like, that's weird. Like you shouldn't go hang out with those people. Like, (laughs) I mean, she can do what she wants, but I think if she distanced herself from you, I would just, I would not try to reach out for closure. I wouldn't me personally. I would just think like, okay, clearly she doesn't want to be friends with me. It's, you know, it's under the bridge. Is that the saying? (laughs) Water under the bridge. Water under the bridge. (laughs) Something is in fact. I'm like, it's under the fucking bridge. I personally would just move on, but that's me. Like, yeah. You know, there's so many great people out there that you can befriend and that will treat you right and that will do things that you love to do and you guys can do things together. But for sure. I don't know. I I probably would let it go unless it's literally like haunting you every single day of your life. (laughs) I know. I I was going to say that too. Like sometimes closure though is difficult because it's not for the other person. Like it is for you. And I know that I'm someone who 
I am so like stubborn. And if I get something in my head, I need it to pan out that way or else I'm always going to think about it. I mean, you could always just shoot her a DM or something and be like, Hey, not to be weird. Like this has been on my mind for years. Like I cherished our friendship. You know, I know we're in different places right now, but I just wanted to say that I hope everything's going good. And you know, I just wanted to reach out. Like, it doesn't have to be this big, long thing, especially if it's something that's going to make you feel better because I'm sure she would respond positively. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you guys will be friends again, but I also think if that makes you feel better, don't make yourself feel stupid for doing that because it would take 30 seconds to send her a message. And it honestly just might put like a weight off your conscience a little. Yes. I think that technique is the best way to go. Like you don't want to, you don't, I don't know what closure means to you, but it does not mean like bringing up old issues and like going back and forth with her of like who was right, who was wrong. Like that's, you don't want that to happen. So I would say it would be nice to just like what Kat said, literally type verbatim what she said. I would just be like, I'm thinking about you. Hope everything's well. Yeah. I just think it never, it never hurts. And sometimes when people from your past, um, will reach out like kind of random Zach tattooed this kid the other day who I was friends with this girl in like eighth grade. We were like such good friends. And she wrote me this like nice message and was like, you were always so cool. Like, you know, I hope everything's great. And it really warmed my heart for like three days. I like told my mom about it. So it like never, um, I don't know. It just never hurts to send somebody a nice message. Like you said, you don't need to rehash anything just because I don't think it'll make either of you feel better. But I think if you just put that goodness out there to her, it might mend uh, a wound for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like if the goal is closure for you, one and two, if you live in the same town or something and you like, just don't want it to be weird or awkward, then yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's our advice. Good luck. Love you. And kisses. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So this is a more lighthearted one. I'm a Jersey girl looking to move to Tennessee with my family. Do you recommend it? Is this cat? Did you send this in? (laughs) I hope. (laughs) Listen, you're a Philly girl. I feel like you're in Jersey though. Is your mom in Jersey? Yeah. So I grew okay, up in that's South why. Jersey. That's okay. That's why. why. We're yeah. only 10 minutes away. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As much as every... I want to say Philly. I mean, I live in Philly now, obviously, but your girl is from South Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Every time someone brings up Jersey, like in real life, I'll be like, oh, my friend Kat lives there. And they'll be like, wait, she doesn't. She lives in Philly, but like, it's right there. I'm not sure who your, it says with my family, not sure who your family is. I don't know if like wondering kids, I'm a Jersey girl looking to move to Tennessee with my family. Can you stalk her? Yeah. I'm not sure if you are a part of like, I'm not sure if you're talking about your parents and your brothers and sisters, or if you're talking about like your husband and your kids, either way, 110% recommended. I love Tennessee. I'm going through something right now where like my heart is broken. Kat, I like literally have not talked to many people about this except Jamie. We've discussed it. And I don't know like how we're going to leave or if we're going to leave now. Like I'm, it's, I don't even like, I don't like thinking about it because the only reason I'd go back to Pittsburgh is for family and having kids around family. And I know it's so hard, but regardless, we're not going to talk about that because I'm going to get sad. I know. Talk I about Tennessee get that. in general. It is such a beautiful state. Like it's has really good schools. It's beautiful as far as like nature. Um, the weather is great. You have all four seasons, but it's better. So we, st- we still get winter and it's still cold as fuck, but winter only lasts for like two or three months. It's so warm. Nice. Yes. It was warm into December last year. Like I was sitting on my porch, December 10th. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why <laughs> am I like enjoying the warm weather? It's incredible. So the weather's beautiful. It's sunny every single day. Like 
also coming from the Northeast, it, right. you know, it's not sunny every day. It's sunny every day. And I feel like people are just more, it's like a slower lifestyle. Yeah. I feel like it's a slower lifestyle, not super slow where you coming from right. the North is like, Oh, this is weird. Like mm-hmm. it's right in the middle where people are still like transplants too. So they're from other places. So it's really easy to make friends. Another bonus from moving to Tennessee. Also not sure exactly where in Tennessee, Nashville obviously is a little more popping. So you're going to meet more people there than in maybe like middle are we in middle Tennessee? I still don't even fucking know where I am. Uh, same <laughs> same. we had no geography <laughs> no geography I think I'm in yeah I think I'm in middle Tennessee mm-hmm. I'm talking more so like I don't know if you're in the outskirts or well whatever, you're not but, on the coast yeah so I guess the only difference would be you're not as close to a beach like right. our closest beach is Orange Beach in Florida if you go straight down that's about six or seven hours so that may be like a negative for you but otherwise like raising a family here and even like the land, there's so much land. There's so many developments like outside of Nashville. If you're looking to buy like in Nashville, I don't even know if you're looking to go to Nashville. It just says Tennessee, but this is my only experience. So <laughs> if you go like the city, it's very hard to find houses right now. But if right. you go maybe like 30, 40 minutes, 60 minutes outside downtown, so many options and beautiful homes. like And cheaper uh, too, yeah. Jersey. PA, you know, Kelsey's a PA girl, obviously, but Jersey, PA, New York are, well, California, you know, some of the most expensive house prices in the country. When Kelsey told me what she paid for her rent, all I'll say is it's like half of mine. And she has, she has another bedroom. She has a balcony, like the South is cheaper and it is beautiful. I am a supporter. I really am. You're also like downtown. I'm kind of like, I'm like outside of the city. Tennessee has no state income tax too. So you save a little bit on that. Yeah. It's pretty bomb. Um, so yeah, I would hundred percent recommend moving if you're looking to move because this place is bomb. I love that. I think that's amazing. And like the thing to me too, is you don't have to, I mean, saying this is someone who hasn't moved, but I would love to. I think the thing that would get me to do it is knowing that you are not committing to being somewhere forever, if that makes sense. Cause like even you and Jane, right? Like when you went to Mm -hmm. Nash, you weren't like, all right, we're moving. This is our new permanent address. You were like, we're going to go, we're going to feel it out. We're going to spend a few years, see how we like it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it seems so hard when there's such a big commitment to being like, we're living here forever. I don't know that like, personally, as someone who's very indecisive, that scares me. But I think if I just went somewhere with the open mindset of like, I could always go back, you know? I agree. And like, that's the thing is I'm so like future thinking. And I'm like, oh, I need to have this plan for the next 10 years. Like I need to live somewhere and I need to have this, the family home before we have kids and they need to stay there until they grow up. And that's like, not necessarily the case. A lot of, even though you grow up that way, a lot of other people like grow up traveling around a little bit and like, maybe they even have a cooler experience growing up because they get to experience so many different places. So I think Nowadays, it's more common. People are like moving. Me too. Um, Me too. And so I, don't know, I, I think you should do it. I think so too. I'm a supporter. And I think it makes you more well-rounded too. Like, and I don't know, it makes you comfortable. I like the idea of being in different places because it makes you comfortable doing more things like that. Yes. When you stay in the same place forever, you get, you feel like you can't go, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Love that. 
Who's our next? I think that's a great one. Um, so next, this is just like a short one, but you got one that was similar. So I just wanted to like maybe chat some ideas through. Someone okay. messaged me and they were like, I'm really struggling. What is the best way to make friends mm-hmm. in your 20s and 30s? Here's some like actual nitty gritty advice. I give this advice to my friend Janine whenever she was looking for a boyfriend. She has a boyfriend now. They're so cute. Just met him when I was home. Love it. But she, I gave her this advice and she told me it worked so well. You go on Instagram, you go under locations, you mm-hmm. type in where maybe you like to hang out or you type in where you would want your friends to be. So like, for example, I'm not really in the partying stages anymore. So I'm not really going to look up the location, like, like a bar, like a bar. Maybe I'll look up the location, like a gym or maybe even like a, like a park outside or something, or maybe even a salon. That's a really good one. Look up a hair salon, look up the location, look up their tagged photos, like people who, posted in that location or people who were tagged at that location in that one shows you that the person is close to you because they go to that place Two, it but already they have good hair. Yes. It already tells you that they're interested in maybe things you're interested in because you looked up a Pilates studio, a gym, a restaurant, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you can just creep a little on their profile because you'll see their tagged pictures creep a little. And I feel like all of us can look at someone's profile and somewhat see if we're going to be friends with that person or if they'd be interested in the same things. It's seriously foolproof. Do it. And then DM them and be like, Hey girl, um, just kind of wanted to reach out. Like you could say we should go on a friend date or like would love to grab coffee. Or if you don't want to be as forward, maybe you just add them as a friend and you start liking their photos and you start commenting like cute outfit or whatever. Um, and you just make yourself familiar with them. And then you like, organically get to connect or of course, you know, the friend dating apps, but I'm not sure if every city is as like great as that as Nashville because just everyone is new in Nashville. But yeah, yeah. that's my tip. Sorry. I just like took that one over. I felt passionately. About it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I liked it. And I was just going to say too, like, it's literally the exact point you just made, but do things that you would regularly, sorry, that word's coming out poorly that you would regularly do And you will meet people that way. Like, I know it sounds dumb, but like, I'll go ever since I started going to this gym, I go to the F45 gym. That's like at my, uh, my apartment complex. I've met so many people that live in my building and maybe like, we aren't necessarily best friends. You know what I mean? But this girl just joined and I've been working out with her for the whole past month. And she's like, we should grab a coffee. And I'm like, okay, I know you now from the gym and I know you're cool. I know you're nice. I know that we have something in common. So Mm -hmm. I think that kind of thing is so cool. Cause you have like a basis on people before you hang out with them. You know what I mean? Like you've, you've gotten to hang out with them, but without you choosing to do so, if that makes sense, I feel like a gym or like a yoga studio or like, Mm -hmm. I'm even part of this, like, it sounds dumb. I'm part of this like Philly vegan group and they always do meetups. Even if like you like cooking, you could join like a cooking meetup group in your city, like stuff like that. And even if you bring another friend, you'll always meet other people. No, that's a really good tip. And going off of the group that you said you're a part of, there's a Nashville girls group There might be one in your town too, like Philly girls group or some type of Facebook group. I know we're not really like on Facebook anymore, but I go in there for the groups. Like I have my age. Um, If you want to join it, Kelsey, like Facebook group, shameless plug, shameless plug. Um, But people in the Nashville girls group all the time will be like, it's so hard to make friends. Like, here's a couple pictures of me. This is what I like to do. If anyone wants to grab coffee or get a group together to go out, like, let me know, like, 
there's people out there that are not weird that are also trying to make friends. Like hundred I think a lot of the time we feel like we're alone and we yes. feel like, oh, I'm not sure like how to go about this. I feel so awkward. Like they probably already have a bunch of friends. Like that's not always the case. Like, like Kat said, if you're at Definitely. the gym, give someone a compliment, start a conversation. That's the best way to start a conversation though, is be like, we're doing so or like love your hair or like, I've been wanting to try like Lululemon. I saw you have those leggings on, like, what kind are you wearing? Like just some bullshit like that, you know, exactly how you would date, but easier. It, no, literally, but easier. And I feel like girls are really, I mean, not trying to like generalize, but I feel like it's easy to get through to like women as opposed to men in that way, because girls are always so receptive to being yes. someone being like, Hey, where'd you get that? And then they'll have a fucking full conversation with you. And I also think it's important to know, like, kind of like Kelsey said, because I was literally just talking to this girl about it in the gym today. She just moved over to this area and she was like, oh, Bumble BFF is great because it's other people who are looking for friends, which I think Uh is such a good point. But also keep in mind, like everybody needs new friends. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I've been in the same area forever. So I do have a lot of friends that are local, but it doesn't mean I don't want to meet new people too. And you know, have new interests. So it just never hurts to be like, Hey, let's grab a coffee. And if someone's receptive to it, great. If they're not no big deal at all, yeah. maybe they will be in the future. Like it's not embarrassing. You know, I always am so flattered when someone says like, Hey, we mm-hmm. should hang out. I love it. Yeah. And the last thing I'm going to say about this is just a little piece of advice from somebody who has made friend, new friends as an adult, um, moving to a new city. Yes. Some friends, you know, you hang out with and you connect with, but you don't necessarily see like a really close BFF text all the time friendship. And that's okay too. Like I've met a ton of people that we've hung out with a couple of times and, you know, I still am friends with them on social media and we still like, if she needs anything, she'll text me if I think of her and I need what, you know, she, if like, I don't know if someone does like a certain thing for a living and you have a question or something like, right. You'll reach out and it's okay to still make connections and not be like best friends along going off of that. If I could give you any advice with making new friends, it would be to really, really pay attention to those new friends because you don't want to make new friends and let people in when, and then find out they're like crazy or like they like love drama or something like that. So just be aware of like different people and how, you know, different people will affect your life because your friends are like, you know what they say, you are who you hang out with. Just keep an open mind. I'm not trying to like scare you guys off. Like don't go make friends. Everyone's there. There could be drama everywhere. Get to know a lot of people and get to know them well, and then decide like who you want to be your homies. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a really good point. Cause sometimes I start hanging out with people. Like you actually just preached to the choir there for me, girls. Like I'll start hanging out with people. And like, if I start to feel that not in a bad way, like we literally just aren't that connected. I'll be like, Oh shit. Now, like, are we best friends? Am I going to offend them? If we stop hanging out all the time? No, it's a two way street. Like, you know what I mean? You can start to hang out with people and then realize you're not that cool. And that's totally fine. Or vice versa. Like some people you see sometimes. And then the more you see them, you think like, Oh my God, I really like them. Like I should ask them to do stuff more often. Like I think as an adult, we just have to be more intentional with that. At least I'm trying to myself with certain people just thinking like, am I just hanging out with them because we're both doing the same thing? Or do we like really actually like each other and have a connection? Yeah. So this one could use some help. Our friend dealing with a lifelong STD and don't know how to share with my partner. I'm so, so ashamed and scared. I understand how you could feel ashamed and scared. I feel like I would feel those same exact emotions if I were in your situation. But I also think we kind of need to remember that how do you get an STD? You get it from somebody else. So it's really not your fault. (laughs) That's the thing is like, if you most of the time, 
I mean, I guess, depending on your STD, I don't really know a lot about them, but most of the time you contract it from someone else, right? I yeah. Actually transmitted disease that it's not like, oh, you've, you're dirty. You've done something wrong. Like, no, it means nothing mistake. about you. Like, no, it does not say anything about you. It says like the lack of maybe, you know, a partner you've had that is not aware of themselves. So, which is unfortunate. I'm really sorry you're having to deal with this. I would like to think that if you're with somebody who cares about you and really likes you as a person, then they're going to understand. And I'd like to think that at least me personally, if they react a certain way, that almost shows you who the person is at the beginning. And it actually may be a blessing because if they react like ridiculously, maybe that's a sign that they're going to not be understanding with other things in the relationship in the future. If you get to the point where marriage and kids, if you even want kids or whatever, I have a good friend who has a really similar situation. And I totally get that. Like you feel like with every new person you meet or like every new partner that you have to like explain something about yourself that feels like you would rather not have to talk about it. Totally. hundred percent get that. I also just think like Kelsey said, if you just get it out of the way, at the forefront and just be like, Hey, this is my reality. Um, you know, I just like wanted to let you know, I think 99% of people would be very respectful and be like, Hey, thanks for letting me know. Like, because you could also be someone who wasn't upfront about it. You know what I mean? In the beginning. So I think they respect and appreciate that and definitely don't feel embarrassed in any way because there's like, you know what I mean? Like this is incredibly, incredibly common. And it's just something that unfortunately you have to deal with. But I think Mm -hmm. if anything, it makes you have a closer relationship with people and helps you gauge their character as a person by the way they react. Oh, for sure. And I think the delivery of it matters too. Like I wouldn't just be like the first night you met someone, if you want to hook up like, Oh yeah, I have an STD, like just heads up, like wear a condom and you won't get it. Like, right. I think it needs to be I think if you, if I was in that situation, I definitely wouldn't be having one night stands with people. I would want to form a relationship with the, with people that I actually care about. And I would say, I would like actually sit down and I would tell them how I got it. I would inform them because I feel like a lot of us are like, like me, how I just fucking answered the question at the beginning. Like I was like, you get STDs from other people, right? People don't know enough about them. They're like, we're ignorant to it. So I think explaining exactly what you have, exactly what that means for your health, exactly what that means for their health. If they decide to um, have sex with you or whatever you decide to do. So I think just like delivering it in a way that is basically like laying everything out on the table. And then like both of us said, how they react says a lot about their character and maybe, you know, you're dodging a bullet. Yeah, definitely. And I think the more upfront you are with everything, everyone's on the same page and then you don't feel like you have to hide anything in the future. It's like the worst feeling like you have like a secret from somebody. Yes, for sure. So I hope that helps. Best of luck. Much love to you, girl. And yes, best of luck. Yeah, you'll be great. How do I handle clingy in-laws? I don't live near my family. I didn't grow up in a very tight-knit family and have always been very independent. We live in Nashville close to his mom and his mom specifically wants to be involved in everything like dinner multiple times a week, texting all day, every day. My boyfriend isn't even that close with her. How can we politely create distance? We just want to live our lives. Does your partner feel this way too? Because I feel like if your partner feels this way, it's his, his, him, right? Yeah. It's his responsibility to say something to his mom. It's so hard though. I have like, a, it's again, not your responsibility. If he feels the same way, it's not your responsibility to say something to her. 
I wonder if he notices it because one of my I friends. Thought, oh, sorry. I thought that he, I thought that she said it bothers both of them. She said that he isn't that close with her. So she's kind of confused on why she's trying to have this close relationship with her, mm-hmm. with the mom. Yeah. It, it's just hard because it's like, I honestly, like, again, I have a friend in a similar situation and I almost think sometimes who the person whose mom it is doesn't realize that their mother, father, whoever, you know, is creating that kind of situation. Like, you know, how when you're too close to something, you don't see it. I think that's so hard yeah. because you almost have to be like, Hey, look, this is a lot without offending somebody. Like, mm-hmm. but I agree. I do think it's up to them because if it, if it's up to you, it's like, that's where it gets really awkward. I think people always take it better when it's like their own family member. So it's like, if he, maybe even if like you guys just have a chat and like, he says to her, like, you know, you could really lie, (laughs) not lie, but you could just say like, Hey, we're honestly both really busy. Like there's so much we have going on right now. We'd love to see you, but like, you know, I'm probably only able to make that happen every other week, not Mm -hmm. every single week for dinner, just set an expectation. I think that probably helps because if there isn't an expectation set, they're probably like wanting more all the time. Yes. That's actually really good advice. Like to take that and plan out the days that you hang out or like plan out that way she knows like, okay, this is when we're hanging out. Like, I don't need to be annoying you. And that way you can kind of organize your thoughts and right your plans. But I also do like, I'm going to, I'm going to play the benefit of the doubt here. Or is that, the, I'm so bad at phrases. Is that the word? <laughs> we should have a whole intro where Kelsey says the phrase, but it means something different than it is. <laughs> I'm going to play the devil's advocate. Devil's advocate. <laughs> I knew where you were going. Um, My poor father does like, he feels like he's bothering us all the time. He doesn't even ask us for help when he like, he just had surgery and he doesn't even go out of his way and ask us for help because he thinks he's bothering us. I almost like try to remember that like some people don't even have parents. Like some people don't even have, think of the future and think of if you and your boyfriend get married and she becomes your mother-in-law, think of how supportive of a grandma she's going to be. You could literally probably drop your kids off whenever and she'll be like, oh yes, I'd love to take him. And she'll be so helpful. So really try to think of like, okay, how thankful you are to have her, but also the issue at hand. Yeah. You're a little too much. So let's figure out how we can like a healthy set balance. plans. Yes. A healthy balance. Maybe she texts you and like, I don't know, it's a Monday at like 11 AM and you're like working and she wants to just like talk about flowers. Maybe you could be like, Oh, if she sends you a picture of flowers, for example, and she wants to talk about her garden, I don't fucking know. Maybe you could be like, oh my gosh, your flowers are so beautiful. I'm working right now, but we'll talk to you soon. Or like say something nice, but like defer the conversation to like, I'm really busy or, or maybe we can talk about it next week when we have dinner or would love to hear more about it over dinner or something like that. There's ways that you can be short. Absolutely. But being nice and still being engaging, if that makes sense. So I really hope, yeah, I hope that advice helps. Obviously with every situation, like, I don't know exactly. I don't know her. Like, I don't know exactly how invasive she is. Just try to, you know, try to think of the benefit of the doubt. Maybe even try to get closer with her. Maybe you'll like her. (laughs) (laughs) I expected Kelsey to take that. I'm like, if she's in Nashville, like, does she need someone? Because like, I have no family here. Do you want like a, um, yeah, like a stepdaughter? (laughs) No, I get that. I think it's so hard. And I honestly was just having this conversation with somebody. Like, I know me and you talk about this all the time too. 
we are way too available right now to every single person just because of the nature of our lives. Like our phones, like people can always text you. People can always email you. People can always send you a direct message. Like I feel like I never get back to everybody. And I feel like I have so much noise constantly. So like I get it. Like someone adding to that Mm-hmm. It's just like hard, it's but I lot. do, I do think like you said, Kels, like just setting that boundary. It's so awkward. I completely understand that. Cause like, and also like, you know, don't feel bad about being like, Hey, I'm busy right now. We'll talk later. Cause I feel bad doing that to friends, but you just have no choice sometimes. Like if you're honestly trying to get stuff done, like they'll understand and she'll understand too. She, it sounds like she legit just like, doesn't, doesn't know what the relationship looks like currently. And is trying to like feel it out. So if you guys just set some like ground rules, I think you'll be great. Yeah. Like I know my aunt is like the sweetest woman, like love her to death. We're really close. And I know she's in this kind of, um, like she wants to be involved. I want to say the same situation, but not really. She just wants to be involved in a lot of stuff with her Mm -hmm. son in her son's fiance. And, but she feels like she is almost like annoying or, like she doesn't want to be too annoying or she doesn't want to step on any toes. So maybe it just needs to be like a mutual, like just like discussion of like, this is the situation. Yeah. Kind of thing. So hopefully that helps. Yeah. You'll be great. Just, just do what you think feels right. And I feel like as long as you're nice, which of course you are, no one can ever like fault you for that kind of thing. Yes. I agree. Okay. The next one I have is a bridal question. So it says the groom has become quote unquote, the bride. He is so excited and I don't have a voice anymore. First off, it's awesome that your fiance is just as excited about the wedding as you. That's really fun. Cause you know, we always have to remember that there are brides who feel very alone in the process. Yes. Um, So that's great that he wants to be a part of it. I think it's fucked up that like, you don't even have a voice. Like there needs to be a 50, 50. If he really wants involved, there needs to be 50, 50. You know what I mean? Some like for me and Jamie, we, I would say like, I'm probably like 70%. He's 30. I initiate all the decisions, but I check with him with, for every decision, if that makes sense. Like I'm the one like that with like the inspo board. But every decision I go to him and I check. So if your groom isn't doing that for you, isn't asking you if things are okay, like that's fucked up and you need to have a conversation about it because you both should have a voice. For sure. And I also think it's important to remember that like, I just thought about this. Like, I feel like in a relationship and like, even in friendships, there's always going to be one person who's more like type A and who's more of like a planner. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, that's just the way it is. And I also feel like, like, you know, the whole like old thing. I mean, it's so stupid, but it's like, who wears the pants in the relationship? I don't think that's a real thing at all. I just think one person is more set on something and the other person's a little more willing to bend. So Mm -hmm. it sounds like he is more set on specific things. You know what I mean? So like, I guess that puts you in the position to kind of bend a little bit, but it is hard because it is your wedding day. So make sure that like you feel heard, you know what I mean? And like, honestly too, if it's your fiance, um, you know, you guys probably have a great relationship and you probably communicate great. So I would just like bring it up and be like, Hey, look, honestly, like I want to make sure that I'm as much in this process as you are. And maybe just like delegate things that you can both do. Like, okay, you're in charge of this shit. I'm in charge of this shit. So you still feel like there's things that are your own. Yes. Um, even a lot of, a lot, um, sorry, (laughs) sorry. A thing that is helping Jamie and I a lot with wedding planning is seeing things visually. 
So for example, if we were in between two different color, like bridesmaid dresses and tuxes for the grooms, um, he was leaning more towards one color and I was leaning more towards the other. So we like found photos of exactly what it would look like in front of our venue of both colors. And then we sat down together and we said, what do you like better? What do you think looks better together? And that's kind of how we made decisions. I feel like visually like seeing things helps so much, so much. Cause that's like, you almost need, it's easy to look at something like a shirt in a store and be like, absolutely not. I don't like it. But if someone explains that shirt, maybe you're like, oh, okay, that could be good. That could be cute. So that would be my advice is really sit down with him. If you don't, if you actually don't have a voice, you definitely need to sit down with him and be like, Hey, I want to plan this just as much as you. I'm very excited, but we need to make decisions together. And that's, that's what it gotta be. I mean, you're getting married. You're gonna have to make every decision together. So welcome yeah. to the party. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I, I honestly think it's a good thing too. Like a lot of people are like wedding planning is insane. Like it makes you crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, like it brings out the worst in you, but I also think it's a really good challenge for both of you to um, have to do this thing together and have to come together to plan it because it's like, you're going to do so much shit like that in life. So I think it's a good thing. I think, and like a little adversity, like don't make it, don't let you, don't let that ruin your experience. You know what I mean? Like, that's totally fine. Like I always think people kind of get in their heads. Like if one bad thing happens, the whole experience is ruined. Like not at all. You can definitely just like work towards being on the same page and it will be perfect. Yeah. So communication, that's what, that's what everyone says. That's like the, and it's true. That's the shit for what marriages communication. Mm-hmm. So this is yeah. your test. <laughs> um, well, I have one more, but it's congratulations bridal. though. I forgot to say that on your, oh, yeah, congrats. <laughs> send us photos of your wedding, please. Thank you. <laughs> please. And thanks. We love to see it. <laughs> um, okay. This is another one, but it's wedding related. So I thought this would be like a good wrap up for us. Oh, cool. Um, Super complex situation, but this is what it comes down to. My boyfriend and I were introduced by mutual friends. After prolonged mean girl behavior and some sketchiness towards our relationship, I realized that these mutual friends aren't actually very nice to me and I don't want them at my wedding. Hmm. My fiance is supportive and has stopped hanging out with them as well, but their brother will inevitably be in the wedding party. It's an old family friend situation. At this point, we're literally putting off the engagement because it tortures me so much to think about them being there. Yet I can't see a situation where it's avoidable. Help. What would you do with the guest list? Oh, that's um, so absolutely not. Hard. It's your wedding. You invite who you want to invite. I know it is so hard. It's so like, stressful. We've, we've literally been in the same situation. It's yep. so hard because that person may be like, wait, why wasn't I invited? Or the families may be like, wait, why wasn't I invited? But if you and your fiance are on the same page with you don't want these people there, you do want these people there, then don't have them. You know what I mean? I feel like just because you're inviting the brother doesn't mean you need to invite the sister. Like, I agree. It's, it's a guy. Like he, like your husband is friends with the brother. He like may not have, through the other people. Yes. Like he may have been friends with the sister at one point, but it's not like he's best friends with her. Yeah, I agree. And I feel bad because like, I honestly completely understand where you're coming from. Like this kind of stuff, like, again, Kelsey's the more like, (laughs) I'm like, no, no, she's more like reasonable, honestly, than I am. And I get it. Like that would torture me too. Like I would think about that for weeks. Like it's, it's really hard. I just also think though, that like, 
weddings, unfortunately, I know it sucks, but they are like a good time to kind of draw a line with certain people in your life. Because like, I even remember this one girl. So my best friend's wedding, I was her maid of honor. One of her bridesmaids dropped out of the wedding, like two months before the wedding. She said she couldn't come to the bath. She didn't want to be in the wedding, all this stuff. She was just too quote unquote busy. Mm -hmm. And it was a blessing in disguise because this girl wasn't a great friend of my friend anyway. You know what I mean? So I think like sometimes with wedding stuff, like it's almost like good because if you don't invite them, they're going to be like, all right, we're not friends. And you don't have to worry about them in your life in the future. Like it just sets, sets a standard for the future and kind of draws a line in the sand. Unfortunately, like I know that's hard, but I wouldn't even worry about it. They're going to think about it for 10 minutes and then never say a word to you. So yeah, it should I be wonder- your happy day. I wonder if she has to invite like the parents too, because it's a friend. Mm-hmm. Like it's that so would tough. be a little more awkward because it's like you're inviting the parents, you're inviting the brother, but like not the sister. But at the same time, like people understand it's it's literally a wedding. It's so expensive. If Definitely. someone literally don't even put up with shit, like if no. somebody's going to be petty about you not inviting them to your wedding, like you can go ahead and send them the bill and be like, listen, we- For sure. We, we've literally ha- like- I personally would not even deal with that. If someone wants to be petty about it, like you don't need to be in my life. If you don't understand the situation we're in with money or with, you know, people know it's a hard decision. Like people who are reasonable and who have been married before, they know it's a hard decision and they're going to understand. I feel like you really should do what's best for your new fiance. I don't think you should let one or two girls put off your engagement because that is no fun. And clearly if they're, if it's making you put off your engagement. Like, how are you going to feel at the wedding? Definitely. Like, if they're there. And it's the your fact day. That, well, and the fact that your fiance is on board and isn't friends with them either. Like, you guys are a united front in this situation, which I think is great. Like, you're both on the same page and you're mm-hmm. going to move forward without... I mean, you just don't deserve negativity in your life. Like, that's what I realized more and more as an adult. Like, if mm-hmm. someone's a shitty friend, like, you don't need to be friends with them. There's plenty of people out there that are going to be so great to you. So yeah. I love that you've done what's right for yourself. I would just keep going along that track. We fully yes. support you. Yes, for sure. You got it, girl. Trust me. You have one day, one day in your entire yes. life, hopefully, hopefully that you, you don't get married again. Um, that it's literally everything you want. No one else, you and your fiance. Like, re- do you realize that? Like there's, it's literally one day. Like, if you don't want someone there, if you don't want to look at someone's face, if you don't want to have a thought of them, don't invite them. Don't invite them. Completely agree. That's my advice. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck them. (laughs) I like that. Uh, Do you want to wrap us up with one, Kels? Yeah. um, Let's see. Bring us, bring us home. Give us a good one. This is a good one because Kat and I have both been through this. Tips on balancing time as a creative entrepreneur. I'm currently building a costume design business and bartending. But as I find myself trying to diversify slash increase my income, pay off debt, be a new wife and show up just as a normal human in life, I'm tired Mm -hmm. and exhausted and often feel like I'm being pulled in too many directions. Creative entrepreneurship is such a special kind of hustle. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. We're here for you. Um, any, any advice, Kat? You go first. I have stuff to say, but I don't want to talk the whole time. <laughs> no, no, no. I, lo- I love it. I think this one, I guess I'll just preface it. Like this one is especially hard. And I think a big part of it is like time and learning how to balance things. I feel like when you're starting something by yourself, you never feel like you're done. Like I know I have this conversation with 
other self-employed people. We all, we all have this conversation and I'm sure other people have this conversation too, who don't have typical nine to fives, any type of job. You always feel like you don't know when you're done. And if you're not working, you're not being productive, but then it's hard because you're like, okay, well, I'm also, like you said, like, I'm trying to be a new wife. I'm trying to be there for my friends and family, all that kind of stuff. I just think, I know this might not be the advice you want to hear. I think you have to get comfortable with feeling like you're never going to be 100% in every capacity. Cause I feel like I've stopped. I've like stepped back this year from like work mm-hmm. stuff. Like mm-hmm. me and Kels both have, we've talked about it. Like I used to be the kind of person who would sit on my computer until 8 PM, make dinner and then sit on my computer until 12 PM. Mm-hmm. I like don't do that as much now. And I, I feel, I feel a lot better, but I also feel like I could be doing more. Like, I think, I think you just have to realize that like, you're always going to feel like that and that's okay. You know what I mean? Like you're doing enough with the time and the day that you have, because my personal life feels better. So I'm like, it it weighs out at the end, if that makes sense. That's a really good point. And I feel the same exact way. Whenever I first started blogging, I was also bartending and I was also in a relationship with Mm -hmm. Jamie. So, I mean, we weren't married yet, but it was very hard to pay off debt. It was very hard for income. It was hard to be in a relationship. It was hard to have friends outside of bartending. So I get it for that period of time. You like Kat said, you almost need to accept that. Like this, this is your hustle time. Like these are your hustle years. And most importantly, you have to have a partner who's um, supportive. Like I didn't have any money when I first started blogging. I literally, Jamie was in the military. So he had like set income, which was really nice. And he took off, he was able to pay for what I couldn't, like I couldn't afford groceries one week. So he paid for them. He was like, I understand. Like, I get it. Like I support you. And now like I make more than him. So like, it, it's like kind of like a full circle moment. And it's like, you have to do it with your partner. Like that's the thing Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't talk about is if you're into something creative and trying to like make a business, small business, whatever, even if it's not a creative business, you have to have a partner that is supportive because they're literally like just that they're your partner. Like they're going to have to be your partner with business stuff. They're going to think, mm -hmm. well, like, I think as long as you really communicate why it's important to you too, because I feel like we both really do get this because both of our significant others are also like entrepreneurs. So it's like, I feel like people are always like, people see like the glorified side of it. So try to remind yourself, people will be like, Oh my God, that's so cool. You guys are business owners. You do whatever you want. I'm like, no, like (laughs) people see the like fun side of it. But I also think there is a hard side of it. And just like conversations you have to have that are like, all right, we're going to set time to do this. And then we're going to set time to do this. And I'm spending time on this because it's important to me. And I support you because that's going to make you happier. You know what I mean? Like, I even remember when I was first getting into blogging, it was like, I feel like I really had to express to people like, you know, to Zach, my family, like, this is something that I really see being beneficial in the future. And I know that I'm not going to be as available as I am normally right now, but it doesn't mean I won't be forever. You know what I mean? Like, I just have to really put in the hours and, and hustle right now, but it's going to make me happier in the long run. And I think like, you'll totally be supported in that. But I just think sometimes you really need to communicate it just so everyone is on the same page. Basically how Kat let off with her answer is like how I feel like you, it says you're tired and exhausted and often feel I'm being pulled in too many directions. That's literally entrepreneurship. Welcome. Absolutely. Welcome to the party. That's the beginning of it. And then once literally you're just realize that this is temporarily temporary, you know, if your business is meant to take off and if you work hard enough, 
that's going to be your full time and that'll be your life. And you'll be so thankful for it. And you'll look back and be like, oh, I remember the hustle I had to go through. Like you kind of like earn or you earned the right to own a business and have a successful business. You know, a lot of people, unless they're just given money to start a business are going through what you're going through. And most of them are successful today because they stuck with it and they just pushed. So you got a girl just obviously put your mental health first. Like if you need a break, take a break, but just know like, this is, this is your hustle time. You got it. Definitely. And I think also connecting with other creatives doesn't hurt. Cause like, I feel like when I first started, I was always like, why does it feel like I am doing so much shit? And I never not doing so much shit. I don't mean to like sound overworked. It's not that at all. I just felt like my friends with nine to fives, like I couldn't complain with them. I feel like making friends who are in the same situation really, really helped. So even if you join like a girl's entrepreneurship group on Facebook or something, just like, I don't know, that camaraderie, like that you can kind of commiserate together. It definitely makes you feel better. Yes, I agree. So hopefully that helps. Hopefully our advice helped you guys today. Um, Sorry, I'm all over the place. (laughs) No, it was perfect. Um, Yeah, we hope we helped a little bit. I feel like sometimes just hearing, I don't know, like a third party perspective that isn't in your situation can be helpful because we all get so jaded when we're in the situation. And I often feel like answers are pretty simple, but (laughs) But when we think of them, we're like, nah, that can't be it. But when someone else says it, you're like, oh, so you're like, yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't I think of that when like you've been thinking it the entire time? Like, you know, (laughs) yes, I agree. So hopefully we helped you guys out a bit. Yes. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, If we didn't get to your submission today, we'll totally get to it next time. We have some that are like kind of cataloged, but we love doing these episodes. I always think they're fun and they make us think too. I feel like they always give us different perspectives, which is helpful. They do, they do for sure. You help us more than we help you. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. That's how I do feel like that. That's how I always feel. People are always DMing me like funny, like helpful stuff. I'm like, damn, y'all are givers. <laughs> <laughs> You're like my therapist. So <laughs> Literally. I'm like, thank you so much. <laughs> I love it. All right, friends. Um, we love you. We will see you next week. And if you ever need anything, don't forget to call you girls. Bye. Bye. Bye.